Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. You have just me today. We have no guests on today's episode uh, because I want to talk about something that I actually think about a lot, which is this idea of finding a balance between the hustle and the flow. And something came to me recently, sort of a phrase, um, compassionate productivity. And I feel like that perfectly encapsulates my stance on finding this balance. And I wanted to dig into it with you today because I think it can be really helpful as female entrepreneurs so often we're, we're, well, let's just say we're getting a lot of mixed messages. I feel like we have a lot of people saying hustle, hustle, hustle. And a lot of people saying flow, flow, flow. And you're wondering like, okay, so how, how do I find the balance there? Right. So for me, if we take a step back, I really lived in the hustle mentality as a new entrepreneur. When I started my business uh, a little more than three years ago, I can remember watching friends of mine uh, who run a real estate business and are super duper successful. Um, They were just sort of starting out around the same time as I was, and they were working like 16 hour days. And I remember thinking to myself, you must not want it bad enough if you're not working 16 hour days and that hustle mentality, that like almost shaming of myself and guilting myself for only working eight hour days, or at the time more like 10 hour days, because I was going to multiple networking events throughout the week. I was taking on so much work. I was doing free things just to get in front of audiences. So like, I can remember one day I came home, I, I went to a networking Um, event in the morning, came home, worked, went to a networking event in the evening, got home from that event at about 9.30 p.m. And at 10 p.m. got on and did a webinar for free for another organization who I had been working with from 10 to 11 p.m. So I was had been on basically from 8.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. And that was like, that was when I realized like, I can't do this. This is not sustainable. So anyway, in working with a coach and doing my own personal development reading and um, and traveling the world for eight months, I really came to be more compassionate with myself, letting the rest happen when it needed to. Um, Traveling especially taught me that I could work significantly less hours and make the same amount of money because I learned that making money didn't wasn't like the amount of money I made didn't need to equate to the amount of hours I put in or always being on. Um, It was about being on for the right things. And 
So that's something that I want to share here today with you um, is, is how do you avoid traveling for eight months? Well, do it if you want to. I couldn't recommend it more. But how can you find that balance without having that experience? And I have a bunch of strategies I want to share with you. Um, but before I dive into those strategies, I want to share a little bit more because when I think the challenge between the hustle and the flow is for me, I keep thinking, okay, yes. So I want to give myself space to relax. I want to give myself, give myself time off, but I also need to get work done. Like at the end of the day, if I want to run a business, I need to get work done, but we don't need to beat ourselves into the ground to be successful. And, and that's where this idea of compassionate productivity does come into play. Um, because we can have compassion for ourselves. We can, we can make forward movement without having to shame ourselves or criticize ourselves or push ourselves so hard that we're burning out. I remember coming home from, (laughs) I remember coming home from a trip to Tokyo when I was, this was before I had been somewhat self-employed. And then I took on a full-time position with a company. And part of that position was a little bit of travel. Mind you, the travel was amazing. I flew first class to and from Tokyo. I've never flown first class before in my life. Um, All expenses paid. I had the company card, whatever. Uh, But I was miserable. And I remember coming back from that trip and I, my husband picked me up at the airport and I got back at probably like, I don't know, like maybe 1 PM. And I was like, I pulled out my computer when I got home and I was like, I need to work. I need to get some stuff done, like blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you just got off like a 16 hour flight or whatever. It was some ridiculous flight. He's like, you need to sleep. And I was like, no, I need to get this done. And like just burst into tears in his arms. And he was like, yeah, we're putting you to bed (laughs) because you need some rest. So our bodies are going to tell us when we're burnt out. We know that, you know that, I know that. And we don't want to reach that point. But this is where I think productivity can get tricky because it's even more than this idea of hustle mentality. For me, it's really about repairing your relationship with the time you have in the day. And what I mean by that is one of my favorite mantras is everything that needs to get done will get done. For me, at the end of the day, if everything that needed, I say that in like caps bolded to get done, was done, then I was productive. But this is where the productivity gets tricky because in order to leverage compassionate productivity, we need to be able to prioritize what actually needs to get done from putting out fires and trying to work ahead. So for examples, um, especially the latter, I think is something that we as female entrepreneurs often do I did it for so long. I was always thinking about working ahead. So like in the case of where I broke down crying, like I was like, I should get all this stuff done so I can have more time tomorrow. But it's like, why put more on my plate today and push myself and burn myself out when I can just have an evenly filled plate tomorrow? Like, why not take that extra time today to rest, to relax, to have fun, to go for a walk, to watch a movie, whatever, Um, And I think a big part of that, at least for me, was this idea that the the other shoe was always going to drop. So it was like, oh, well, something comes up tomorrow. At least I'll have gotten this done. Oh, if I don't have time for this tomorrow, at least I'll. And so also as part of compassionate productivity is this idea that like 
every day you're going to have enough time to get what needs again, capitalized bolded needs to get done. If you are really focusing every day on those priorities. So I want to use this episode to share some strategies about how you can push forward, make progress in your business, build your business, grow your business without that shaming and that criticism so that we can find that that perfect, beautiful balance between hustle and flow. Because I think hustling too much is going to lead to burnout, but then, you know, that flowing, I guess, flowing, having a more relaxed mentality, I suppose maybe is a better way of saying it, is also not going to lead you to the success that you want because you're not going to be getting the work done. So here are a couple, a bunch, I should say, of strategies that I've implemented in my life that I've helped clients and um, worked um, different um, coaching clients through that have been really helpful for uh, like managing your time, um, but also just sort of rebuilding your relationship with time and with what needing, you know, prioritizing and getting things done. So let's just jump into the strategies. My first strategy that I highly recommend is setting goals for the week, not day by day. So maybe you have one specific goal each day and that's totally fine. I know sometimes it feels really helpful to set an intention for the day or have like, this needs to get done today. I will get this done. That's totally fine. But in terms of looking at your week, really focusing more on the holistic view. So the the reason being because some things come up like that's life, right? That's part of the flow in this conversation in terms of compassionate productivity is sometimes things come up and you're not going to be able to get certain things done and that's okay. So really trying to look at your schedule in terms of the whole week. And so almost like creating a to-do list for the week and then every day pulling out the things on your to-do list that you feel you want to do that day, that feels like it's aligned with your energy for that day. Like recording this podcast, I've been thinking about recording it for the last two days because I knew I wasn't going to have a guest this week and I wanted to put something out. But today was the first day where I really felt like, okay, this is in my energy and I'm ready to do this. So I'm wondering if it would be valuable for you to create a to-do list for your week. And then every day you look at that to-do list or maybe the night before, if that's helpful for you to set up your day, you know, the night before, look at your to-do list and say, okay, what do I want to tackle tomorrow? Or if you're doing it day by day, what do I want to tackle today? And with that being said, I want to talk about your to-do list. I personally live and die by my to-do list. If it's not on it, it will not get done because, well, I'll forget about it, (laughs) but I won't make time for it. And so, but I don't want you to use your to-do list as like, um, I don't know, as a way to punish yourself where you're just putting so much on your to-do list. And then at the end of the day, you're just setting yourself up for failure because then you don't get it all done. You're like, well, I didn't have a productive day because I still have so much stuff on my to-do list. When really the issue is that you just overloaded yourself. So I want you to start looking at your to-do list more clearly in terms of what is realistic. And the best way that I've learned to do this is I actually assign times, not times in the day, but like time it's going to take to get done for every task. So if you were to look at my Trello, which is where I manage my to-do list, you'll see like, um, 
edit ISSA article. ISSA is a client of mine. Edit ISSA article, 30 minutes. Edit JT article, an hour. Um, you know, approve social, 20 minutes. So I have an idea of how long it's going to take me to do everything. So as I'm putting my to-do list together, I'm really clear on like, okay, realistically, I know I only need to work about, let's say, four to eight hours a week to really get everything done. I do other work outside of that, like email takes, you know, forever and I have lots of side projects, but for my actual business, I really only need to work really closer to four hours a week for my consulting business. So it gives me an idea of like, okay, I'm not going to overload my week. These are the things that need to get done. This is how long it's going to take me to do it. And so I'm going to actually move this task to tomorrow because I'm not going to say that I'm going to get six hours of work done today because that's not realistic with my life. So building your to-do list, not only around your life, but around what you know is realistic. So you're setting yourself up for success. So that's literally as simple as just putting the time next to each task and then really delegating your week out properly. Um, I do plan my week out sort of at the beginning of the week. So on Monday, I'll sit down and I'll go, I have like, um, uh, I have a card, what are they called cards? No, I have a board. <laughs> I don't know the Trello terminology. I have a board that just says calls and appointments. <clears throat> and so, and I use their calendar feature. So whenever I have a call or an appointment, I, I put it into my calendar and then I put it on that board. And then on Monday, I go through and I drag all my calls and appointments through and I have a board for each day of the week. And so I pull all my appointments through um, and put them in where they belong for the day. And then I'll go through and the things that I know I have to do that week, like generally it's a lot of just editing. Um, so then I'll put that in on the days where I think I can do it. So then I'm able to look at my week if you are kind of setting your to-do list up weekly and saying, okay, these are the things that need to get done. These are the must-haves. And we'll talk about sort of getting clear on those priorities in a minute. And then everything else can sort of fall in around that. But I'm also, I call it negotiating my to-do list. I'm constantly negotiating my to-do list. So let's say I'm halfway through the day and I'm like, you know what? I just don't have the energy for this today. Like uh, this course we're working on, sometimes it takes a lot of creative energy. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't have the creative energy to come up with this content today. So I'll just move that task from, let's say, Tuesday to Wednesday, and I'll deal with it tomorrow. Um, and so I'm constantly negotiating and sort of shifting with my energy so I can decide what feels good for me today and what doesn't. Um, so in terms of your to-do list, I'd love for you to consider some of those shifts so that you're using it as a way to really set yourself up for success, which is what a to-do list should do, rather than setting yourself up for failure. So you just have one more thing to beat yourself up about. And in terms of to-do list, moving on to the next piece is really getting clear on your priority, your true priorities every day. Stop trying to do more than you need to do. So coming back to that idea of what needs to get done will get done. By the way, if you want to snag that mantra and borrow it for yourself, go for it. I use it all the time. It's constantly in the back of my mind. Um, but the reason that it works for me is because I truly focus on what needs to get done every day. If I have a deadline for a client, that's getting done. If I have something that I know needs to get done by every Tuesday, it's getting done by Tuesday. That is truly prioritizing appropriately. 
So rather than saying like, oh, this is this is due to my client by Friday, but I'm just going to try to be impressive and get it done on Tuesday instead and then be up until 11 p.m. trying to do it, There's, it's not beneficial. Like, sure, at the end of the day, if you had genuinely the extra time and you just were in the mood to be productive and get more work done and let's say you want to take the next day off, sure, get that done early. But focus every day on those priorities so that you can really get the work done that needs to get done rather than beating yourself into submission because you're not getting things done that don't even need to get done that day anyway. So that's a really powerful mindset shift. It was a really powerful mindset shift for me of just thinking about focusing on the priorities every day and anything else is a bonus. And if I get those number one priority things done, my day is solid. My day is good. And I don't even like to use the word productive. So the next strategy piece here, or next thing to think about is how you're using the word productive. I really don't like using it when I'm talking to friends or someone's like, how was your day? I don't like saying like it was productive because I feel like it gives that negative connotation, right? Like I got so much done, blah, blah, blah. I'm wearing a badge of honor. So I'd encourage you to consider some different language you could use around that. Um, It's the same as using the word busy. I really try not to use the word busy. I'll say like, oh, just been bopping around a lot today or um, have a lot of my to-do list today or whatever. So maybe um, instead of productive, you say, you know, I had a really solid day or I feel really great about the day that I had or I cleared my to-do list today finding some new language that helps you shift shift from that sort of, I guess, masculine way of thinking of like, I must be productive to I'm just getting, getting things done. And I got some good stuff done today. And that feels really good. You know, like it feels even lighter when I even say it here talking to you. So finding some new language so we can really be actively shifting our mindset around it and in turn, really helping others around us do the same you know, I don't want to say like, oh, I've had such a productive day. And then it's like the other person feels the need to have had to have to have had a productive day as well. And maybe feel the need to say back like, oh, me too, got a ton of stuff done. Again, notice what I just said there. Productive, got a ton of stuff done. We associate those two things when that's not necessary. You can move forward in your business without having gotten a ton of stuff done that day. It's about the things that you are getting done focusing on what needs to get done rather than trying to do it all. And I think another element of this and another strategy is really redefining what productivity means for you. So as I just said, we think being productive is getting all the stuff done, getting all the things done, or even more importantly, getting the big things done. When really taking the small steps is just as important and just as productive. I actually posted on Twitter, if you want to follow me there, I'm very active. I love Twitter, at jfeefles. I posted Monday mantra, slow progress is still progress. Even slow, small actions still push you forward. You're challenged this week. When you find yourself putting something off until you're feeling more into it or more motivated, ask yourself, how can I make slow progress today? Um, And that's something I posted about on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, at jessicathiefels. And as you can tell, this has been on my mind a lot lately um, with being pregnant. I've been really having to find more compassion for myself because I am have less motivation and focus on work. 
But anyway, uh, someone who um, I'm connected with on Twitter, who um, I consider a friend, her name is Michelle Garrett. She is at PR is us. She responded, yes, what I'm finding is that exploring solutions, even if I don't immediately choose one, is helpful. All that research slash slash exploration begins to soak in, and that helps bring me closer to clarity about a decision. And I loved that point, especially in regards to redefining what productivity means, because doing research leading up to a project is productive. It has to get done, right? That's a priority item. So even if you spend your whole day researching, you've had a quote unquote productive day. You've had a solid day. You've gotten a lot done because you've got something done that got you closer. So really rethinking about productivity as as a tool of being productive is really just moving closer to where you want to go, right? Moving closer to your goal is moving closer to that course launch, even if it's in small steps. Like who says we need to get a whole course prepared to launch in three days. No one. We just put that on ourselves because we think for some reason we need to, because we want to do it perfectly, because we want to impress the people around us, because we want to feel valuable. I mean, that's a whole episode in and of itself, the mindset of productivity. I'm going to look for a guest to bring on to talk about that. Um, But the point being, let's redefine what productivity means for ourselves. Let's redefine what a productive day looks like. I mean, for me right now in this season that I'm in, and by the way, your definition of productivity may differ from season to season. The season that I'm in, third trimester, almost eight months pregnant is, for me, productive is rest. Like when I walk in my bedroom and I look at my bed at 2 p.m., wow, that bed looks really comfortable right now. I think I'm going to go lay down. That's productive. That's helpful for me and my baby. And it also means that when I get up in an hour or even 20 minutes, I'm probably going to be feeling a lot more refreshed and ready to do the work that needs to get done that day. So I really like this strategy and I would love for you to journal around that. And you might not be clear on it just yet, but give yourself some time to really meditate and journal on what is productivity for me? What does it mean for me? Not what it means for everyone else. Not what it means when I'm considering what people think when they look at me. Because realistically, who's even seeing what you're getting done every day? Pretty much just you. So who really cares what anyone else thinks? Um, but really finding that new definition for yourself and then stepping into it and really making that a part of the way you think. And for me, at the end of a journaling session, when I'm working through something like that, sometimes I really like to create a mantra. So maybe creating a mantra around that new version of productivity for yourself, of compassionate productivity. You know, how can you bring that into your world and using that to anchor you when you feel that hustle mentality come in, when you feel yourself pressuring or shaming or guilting, really pulling that mantra out and anchoring yourself in the truth that you don't need to live that way or be that way to make progress in your business. So the final strategy I want to share is a goal setting framework, because I think a lot of times we can be sort of in this space of hustle, of push, of grind, because we have these big goals and we think, oh, I have this huge goal. I need to be pushing so hard and to be doing so much when really, when we look at it, like I was saying, like I was saying in the tweet that I read to you really slow progress is still progress. And I say slow progress. That's like normal 
normal speed progress. It's just not like trying to grind 10 hours a day to get something done. So I really like this goal setting framework that I share with a lot of my clients and in workshops, because it shows us that from your main goal comes all these small tasks. And we can slowly tick those tasks or check those tasks off our to-do list in the time that feels good for us. Um, And it's less like, I have this huge thing and I need to be like doing all these big things. It's like, no, you have lots of little things to do. And so we can take our time, do, 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 getting those little things done. I mean, you might get five little things done in a day, not because you need to be productive, but because they're just little things. And when we break it down, we see that it's easier to manage and we can do less or push less and still get where we need to go. So the goal setting framework goes like this, and you can do this with me right now and sort of pause as you write it out, or just come back to this later when you're ready. But it starts with your top three goals. So if you have a journal paper in front of you, I would turn it sideways and I would write your spread out your top three goals at the top of the paper. Underneath each of those goals, I want you to write three lines and each of with each of those lines, write a task that needs to be accomplished to get that goal done. So you're going to go from three goals now to nine tasks, three, six, nine, three for each of the goal that you've set. Now from each of those tasks, I want you to write three more lines that take you to three smaller tasks that need to get done to accomplish the the bigger task that comes right before you reach your goal. So at this point now, you're going to have 27 tasks to get done on your bottom line nine, and those are all a lot smaller, maybe more research-based. And I'll give you an example in a second. And then you'll have, let's say nine tasks um, in the middle. Those are more like your medium-sized tasks. And then you have directly above that is the goal that you've reached. So let's say your goal is to um, uh, put on an Instagram live this month. So there is some, a little bit of work that has to go for that, that goes with that, right? So you break that down into three tasks. Uh, these are your medium-sized tasks. So your, uh, one of those might be um, deciding on a topic. One of those might be uh, practicing ahead of time to make sure you have, uh, make sure you feel good about the lighting and the tech. Uh, and another one might be uh, writing out the content. So then you break those three down into nine smaller tasks. So let me see if I can remember what I just said to you. So coming up with a topic, three smaller tasks might be um, competitive, uh, not competitive, audience research. So you might uh, post an Instagram poll. Um, Another one might be um, uh, doing your research. So what feels, you know, what's out there right now that you think you can talk on as an expert or that you want to talk on? And the third might be um, digging into your insights. What topics have been really popular lately on your Instagram that you think make sense for this Instagram live? So those three tasks then get you to the top task of determining your final topic. So then you would go through and do that with the other two medium-sized tasks. So what were they setting up your tech or or prepping your tech? So then the three tasks below that might be um, finding a good space in your house, um, 
sitting down and testing the lighting to see if you need to buy a special light for it. Um, and the third might be doing like a practice recording so you can just hear how the sound is. So those are three smaller tasks that lead you to making sure that your tech is all set up. And the final one, uh, what did we say? Writing the content for it so that you know what you want to say. So then the three smaller tasks might be writing an outline of the content. Um, maybe uh, what else would you want to do if you're writing the content? Um, determining if you have any resources that you want to share with your audience at the end. And actually really importantly in terms of business, coming up with your call to action. So using that, that extra time to figure out what your call to action is. And then those three tasks go up to that, that main task or that medium-sized task of creating content. So now you've got those nine things done, which means you've got those three things done, which means you're ready to check your Instagram live goal off your list for the month. So I hope that makes sense. I know it's kind of confusing when you can't like see it written out, but really you're going from three goals to nine tasks total, right? Let me just get my numbers right here. Three, three, six, nine, yes. To nine medium-sized tasks to then 27 small little bite-sized tasks. And so you're, you're chomping off the bite-sized tasks to reach the medium. And once you've got all three of the medium ones done, you're ready to accomplish your top goal. So you could do this like each month, if that feels supportive for you, you could even do it each quarter or twice a year, um, whatever format you use for goal setting. But I find this is just a really easy way when we're looking at compassionate productivity to see like, yeah, I have this big thing that I want to do, but I can take small steps. In fact, I have to take small steps to get where I want to go because I have to get all these things done. But I don't want you to then shift into like, okay, I need to get, these are easy things. So I should be able to get them all done on Monday. Let's, let's not do that. Let's just weave them into the other priorities that you have going on. And then just set yourself a goal and be realistic with the date in which you want to achieve that goal. Again, coming back to compassionate productivity, I've always been the kind of person where I have an idea and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get it done this month and I'm going to launch it in a month. And, and I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I make myself crazy and I don't launch fully and I don't give myself the time I need to really get the work done. And I really shifted my mindset around that in um, preparing this new course that we're going to launch for you guys. I believe we're launching in September. That's our goal at least. Um, but we've been working on it since like the second week of July. We're really giving ourselves time to take the steps to, you know, prepare things properly to create a really, to create really amazing content. And it feels so much better than the way I used to do it. Not only because I'm not driving myself crazy trying to get everything done in a very short and unnecessary period of time, but because I know that the final product is going to be better. And so I think the final thing I want to say is to consider how compassionate productivity makes you better in your business. Your output is cleaner because you're not stressed and burned out. Your, your brain is clearer. You're probably thinking more clearly because you're getting enough rest and you're coming back from, let's say, taking an hour-long walk during the day that you would normally stuff with other things and feeling rejuvenated. And you're probably getting more done in that time as a result. 
I consider myself an incredibly efficient person, which is part of the reason why I don't have to work so much during the week because um, I do get things done pretty quickly. And it's not because I'm pushing myself too. It's just, I focus on my task and I get it done. So just consider how slowing down, giving yourself space, creating your own pace at which you choose to work and redefining what a productive day looks for productive day looks like for you. Consider how that improves your business. I'll tell you right now, having shifted my mindset in this way, my business has grown every single year in the three years that I've run it. Um, in terms of revenue, in terms of how I feel about it, in terms of the hours that I'm working, every single year it improves and grows. So, and I and I didn't do that by working 13 hour days every day. I've done that by using compassionate productivity and shifting my mindset around hustle mentality and realizing, like, wait a second, I don't actually need to do all this work to to make the money I want to make. Now, what I'll leave you with is, and I should see if I can find it so I can give you the episode number. Let me pull it up. I have had a few really good calls about how to make more money essentially while doing less. That's mine and Ben, my husband. That's like our main goal is how can we do less and make more? Um, and I'm not ashamed to say it. We want to be able to work minimally, continue traveling in our this post-COVID world and still make all the money that we want to make. Um, and so I've had a few really good conversations that talk about other important things that are sort of an offshoot of this conversation we're having right now, like um, pricing appropriately and um, you know strategies for bringing in money so you don't need to burn out because you may be in a place right now where you're not charging enough. So in order to make money to live, you, you kind of do have to work 13 hours a day. But that doesn't need to be the case because when you're pricing your services at their true value and at your true worth, you can bring in this compassionate productivity and you can take a step back, stop putting out fire, stop running on a hamster wheel and breathe. So I want to give you those strategies as well, but because we already have episodes, um, I don't want to go into them here. So let me tell you um, a few episodes to check out in addition to this one. Episode 57, where Kelly and I chat about how to bring feminine flow into your business. We get into a little bit of that, talking about the importance of delegation, which is really key in this as well. Episode 56, where Ellen and I talk about the mindset of making 10K months. This one's huge. I highly, highly recommend that one in terms of some of those money strategies. And then there are two others. Let me see. Episode 46, where Sarah and I chat about how to build a biz without the hustle. That's another really good one where um, Sarah and I actually both share our own pricing strategies um, and sort of mindset around pricing and how we give ourselves that compassion in terms of productivity while both growing a business. And then finally, episode 41, Shannon and I chat about the mindset of charging what you're worth. Another one where we're sharing pricing strategies and talking about that mindset of worth and how it pushes us to, for example, take on clients that don't pay enough, but we're living in lack and fear and we don't feel we're worthy of the money we're asking for. So I want you to check out those episodes. Again, it's episode 41, episode 46. 
episode 56 and episode 57 that I think would be really helpful for you to tune into if you haven't already, or if you have, maybe go back to them and check out some of the strategies we share there. But at the end of the day, ladies, what I want you to remember is that there is a balance between the hustle and the flow. You can make slow progress. You can have compassionate, you can bring, I should say, compassionate productivity into your business and still grow it. We don't have to be shaming ourselves and guilting ourselves and pushing ourselves to the limit to grow a successful business. I am living proof of that. And I know that most of the women, pretty much every single woman I have on my podcast is also living proof of that. So I am really excited for you to implement some of these strategies I'm curious to know which ones you found most helpful. Um, Let me know on Instagram. I'll have a post about this on there. Depending on when you listen, it might be buried or it might be fresh. Um, Tell me in the comments or uh, just DM me. And in general, know that this is not uh, not a fairy tale. This is not like um, a far-fetched idea. It's possible for anyone at any point in their business to bring compassionate productivity and shift into that mindset. And all you have to do, like everything we talk about on this episode is have intention, decide what you want and start moving toward it intentionally. And this is one really powerful tool for moving with intention toward what you want um, without grinding yourself into the ground. So that's all I have for you, ladies. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I look forward to talking with you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.